Hello and welcome to Med Talks, conversations by medical students for medical students. I'm Deborah and this is my partner Joey. Hey guys. And today we'll be talking about um, the casual word often flung around, something we all strive towards, and that is balance. But more specifically, we're going to be discussing how to strike a balance in med school. Yes, thank you, Deborah. Today's topic is something that's often alluded to and something that we often speak about, but how often do we reach balance? How does one strike a balance in med school? Fortunately, we have two bright minds joining us in studio today that are going to help us answer this difficult question. We are honored to welcome two colleagues of ours who are both in their fifth year of medicine at the University of Pretoria. Firstly, welcome to Temban Nube, a dear friend of mine and someone who I hold in very high esteem, a leader of men and someone whose stress never seems to get the better of. Temba, it's lovely having you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Joy and Debbie, on this awesome platform. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Pleasure is ours. And secondly, just a warm welcome to Paula Edwards, an academic giant, co-class leader, and in most of our eyes, the model medical student, who is also just maybe the most kind and caring person that you'll ever meet in your life. It's lovely to have you here. Hi, Debbie and Joey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Paula, let's start off with you. Striking a balance often starts with forming good habits. These include learning and personal habits. Could you tell us more about some habits that you formed personally and that has aided you in your journey thus far in med school? Yeah, so um, a lot of my habits in terms of studying uh, started in metric, where during middle of metric I kind of went through a bit of a a slump and a lot of anxiety and stress and um, what really helped me was to develop uh, coping mechanisms where I could identify my stresses but also know how to manage them and so a lot of what came out of that was developing things like um, timing study times, timing breaks, making sure that I went for walks with my parents and I kind of took that through to um, varsity and I think a lot of that I combined with really just making sure that I eat well, stay healthy, um, and also find time for exercise. And that's not always easy, I'm not going to lie. No, um, definitely. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, like, um, I think part of um, coping mechanisms is sometimes suppressing and prioritizing. But yeah, at the end of the day, I really do try to um, keep reminding myself of what is actually important and that's actually really quite profound, to be honest with you, because I think it is very difficult sometimes. You get yourself stuck into these situations where it is just like a high load of stress, but you have to, as you said, sometimes you have to suppress and just prioritize what needs to be done right now, and then you can deal with the mess of everything else a bit later. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Prioritizing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm an expert at it. <laughs> Not in the slightest, but Timba, what are some of the good habits that you have formed over the past couple of years to help you cope with studying med? Well, Joey, I'll, I think I'll start off with something of a bit of a lighter note. One of the personal habits that I think have really helped me is I take every Friday off. Oh, and wow. by, what I mean by that is being a Friday, Friday. Usually yes. you fulfill all the obligations you have during the day, but I, be, I, I just believe it's important for myself just to know, okay, I've had this week. So I can reward myself by, say, watching a movie, hang out with some friends, something like that. I think it just keeps, it just gives you a sense of normalcy because sometimes, especially with medicine, things just get all over the place. Yeah. And it's just a nice to have, you see, a whole evening off just to yourself and then 
when usually we're studying on the weekends as well. Mm-hmm. So when you get into your studying, you can be a more bit more confident with that. And it's something to look forward to. Exactly. It's definitely something yeah, to look forward to. Exactly. Sorry, you don't want to live for the weekends, but <laughs> <laughs> it does end up Friday. Okay, so Timber, um, you were elected as chairperson of your residence, House Ukutula, in your fourth year. Um, and this is a classically, it's a very, very tough year in medicine as it both entails clinical rotations as well as having afternoon class, which are not based on the same subjects, might I just add. Um, <laughs> so how did you manage to balance your leadership role um, and your strenuous academic demands? Well, Debbie, I will admit in the beginning it was very difficult. Mm. It's just because both things are new. Yeah. Um, in the sense that in fourth year, we have now these clinical rotations in the morning and class in the afternoon, and they don't usually, uh, they're not usually the same thing. Yeah, they do not correlate. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of things people don't account for when they start these clinical rotations, like the traveling, the early mornings, just knowing where to go in the hospital. You just like, yeah. <laughs> you completely lost. So I think one of the things that helped me was getting advice from guys mm-hmm. that have done it. So all the guys like Willem. You know, those kind of gents that were mm-hmm. also chair in their fourth year. And then it's just adjusting to the schedule and having to prioritize the free time you have more. So if you get a gap open about two hours, say, okay, I need, I need to use this two hours to study and having a general overview of your schedule because there will a lot of the times with uh, being a chairperson and stuff, there's obligatory things that you have to do. Yeah. So knowing that, okay, I'm going to need to be here on this day. Yeah. Like knowing that upfront. Yeah. Exactly. And I think also the other thing in the, in that leadership role is having a good team. And I think I really had a great team next to me. So it made a lot of things more easier when guys know what they need to be doing and you're not really doing babysitting. And then sometimes also just a bit of luck <laughs> that you hope that, cause you do have to, with the academics, maybe have to spot a bit. Yeah. Cause you just don't have the time to cover everything. Mm. Yeah. So just making the most of the time you have to study. And then once you're yeah. used to the schedules, it's all good. I think it's uh, that's a very important point that you make. It does come down to managing expectations and managing yourself. You are essentially managing yourself, and um, if you can have that foresight into you know what's going to happen, you can kind of like get your plan together and get a bit more organized and be more productive exactly. at the end of the day. So Paula, you stayed in the female residence Kalitsia for the duration of your studies. Um, and you plan on doing so for the rest. How have you managed to balance uh, participating in these res-related events, and how has this benefited you? Sure. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, first year and second year, me um, was not super involved in res activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I've definitely changed a lot in these past like five years of medicine. Um, like I said, first year, me was super tunnel vision always working just academic yeah yeah i did a few things here and there but um like only when i felt that time the time allowed it rather Mm -hmm. than prioritizing it over studies um and in the long run i do regret that Mm -hmm. um but likely i turned around a little bit in third Mm -hmm. year um and i participated in sari and literally one of the best times of my life like i 
always miss it when I think of it, when I hear the songs coming on. And <laughs> you do the little dance. Yeah, <laughs> forget those songs. From yeah. <laughs> they do um, ingrain themselves. <laughs> definitely. And yeah, and I think one of the special things about Res is that it is an environment that you feel safe, you feel comfortable, and you also feel like you can choose to what degree you want to participate. Yeah. So I think during the different stages of my life, it gave me what I needed, whether I participated or not. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and through that, I've really enjoyed the time there. I mean, there's a reason I'm still, still there. there. <laughs> but that's really, it's like really lovely to hear that, mm. you know, kind of like, almost like the growth process that you've been through, because I think we've all, at some stage, you've had to go through it, where you've had to sit down and be like, is medicine going to be mm. my entire life? Definitely. Or, you know, am I going to... Because if your worth is tied to medicine, it's a very dangerous place to be. Yeah. Um, and mm. I think a lot of us coming out of high school, that is what we generally were like. Our worth was tied to our marks. Um, and then medicine can really hand it to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's, it's... And I think it's something everyone on your personal journey and your personal growth and development, you kind of have to go through and you have to sit down and make that decision. Like, yes, I want to be a good doctor. This is why I'm doing mm -hmm. this. But there's also more to me than just yeah, this. Yeah, no, definitely. 100% more to life than just... Studying. Studying. <laughs> sitting behind the books. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there, 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 there comes a time when you also, you got to look at your, your study habits that you were talking about, Paula, and, mm. then, and realize this is actually, as much as I'm learning, this isn't good for my mental health. Yeah. Um, I need to interact with people. I mm. need to be physical. And even if I'm behind on my studying, you still need to prioritize that things. Mm. And I've been finding myself sometimes in this lockdown, in this lockdown especially, that I haven't been working out. I haven't been going on a walk with my parents. And then I try to study the whole day. And it'd be the worst day of my studying. Yeah. yeah. It's quite depressing, actually. You yeah. wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I just have to study today. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> just feel horrible roll out of bed study yeah. at least like you go on a walk and you refresh and like yeah. okay no, yeah. I can. It's, otherwise it's not really much to look forward to you know mm. like I mean yeah. the work is interesting and it's great but also um, with the nature of the degree you put under so much pressure that you can't always enjoy it mm. yeah. so then it's kind of like a f force feeding yourself yeah. like I've got to do this work right now <laughs> yeah Paula You've had also had a lot on your plate lately from being co-class leader in, un in an unprecedented and challenging time period of online learning due to the COVID crisis. You're also co-founder of the plant-based journal or plant-based diet journal of South Africa with James Benningfield. You've consistently achieved amazing academic results throughout your studies. Would you elaborate on how you manage to balance your time? Is the secret maybe your plant-based diet that you follow? <laughs> Well, I definitely believe um, that my veggies give me a lot of um, <laughs> kind of, they give you the, so there's a lot of things that help you to manage in life. I mean, it's the classic biopsychosocial thing that we learn in medicine <laughs> and I think we can apply it a lot to ourselves. Like when your body is healthy, you create a platform and a vessel where your mind can be healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so I think definitely the plant-based eating has helped me a lot in that sense. Um, and also, like, before I became officially vegan, I was predominantly veggies and everything mm -hmm. like that. But past that, I think what I try to do, um, and I have done this the majority of my life, is that I have to remind myself why I'm doing this. You mm -hmm. know, the core, the reason why you started it, the reason why you're here, the reason why you want to achieve and I think so for example 
in terms of studying in general. Mm-hmm. Um, medicine has always been a, a huge passion of mine and and I need to remind myself that, and like Debbie said, like often the work is, is fascinating and it's interesting and you love it, but the nature of how we're tested, when we're tested, the pressure often pushes that down a lot and yeah. it turns something that could be a positive stress into a negative stress. And I think when you start getting to that period where you're feeling more overwhelmed than you are feeling motivated, then I think it's a really good idea to remind yourself, like, why am I here? Like, yeah. why do I want to do this? What is, like, what is the end goal? The end goal is to become a safe, a competent doctor that people can rely on and that can be like an advocate and a server of your patients. That's and inspiring. That is un- <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that answer. No, no, wow. <laughs> Throwing uh-huh. out the deepest. No, I really, um, I think what you're saying is so incredible. And I think to be able to understand what you're saying is when you when you do understand what you're saying, it's profound. It really, really is profound. And it's like hitting the nail exactly on the head because it you will get many times where you're just like, I don't want to do this and I don't want to push through and you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing and that's when you kind of have to sit back and be like, okay, like what do I want from this? Mm. Um, and that's when that's where you'll find your motivation because I think it's very difficult to find your motivation in many other places. Mm, have yeah. a look at the big picture. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so often in times um, this degree can cause us students to feel under constant pressure um, and stress as we've discussed and often lead to detrimental side effects um, such as anxiety and depression or even substance abuse. So seeing as we recently just had the Crazy Socks for Docs Day to raise awareness for mental health issues among medical professionals, um, Timber, what do you do to personally protect your mental health? Well, Debbie, I think when I think back to the past almost five years being in medicine, I've learned a lot about, I'd say, my own personal mental health. Mm-hmm. Because I feel when you're in high school in that kind of uh, sheltered environment, you know, when you're still staying with your parents, it's not as difficult if one can yeah. put it like that. Um, the first big thing I struggled with in firm, our first year was actually a, a sense of an imposter syndrome. Okay. So at times I would look around and say, but am I really good enough to be here? You, you know how difficult yeah. it is to get into this degree in the first time. And as soon as you step into that first chemistry class or whatever and you look around everyone is you're on a a level playing field everyone is just as great as you were Mm -hmm. if not better you know and you kind of think to yourself gee was am i am i cut out for this is this me and that is a it is a thing that you know was quite difficult for me but then i just with protecting my mental health i like to remind myself of the simpler things Mm. and one of the ways i do that is i think of my granny actually um and how when I'll tell her oh, I'm off to university or studying mm-hmm. medicine, like the concept of university is so it's kind of beyond her. She just she sees me as this guy working, becoming a doctor. And to see how proud she is and especially for some of us, you know, my brother is the first university graduate in my family and I'm going to be the second. So it's it's something very new and when I think of my parents, how they're so proud of me, my sister, mm-hmm. my brother, and the people around me, those are the kind of things that that gives me that joy and, and it lifts me up. And everyone's mental health, how you experience it, is unique to you. So you can't invalidate someone else's experience just because you don't experience yeah. the same thing. And I think that's very important when we talk about this 
so that we can actually meet this mutual understanding and be like, you know what, I get what you're going through. Yeah. And I, I just, like I, like I said, it's the simple things. For example, I, in university, I try to always watch football, like my team play, because it's just something to take your mind off things. It's very mm-hmm. calm. You, it's something that you found pure pleasure from as a child. So you still get, mm-hmm. I still get that same kind of feeling mm-hmm. that I used to get when I was eight years old watching. The butterflies yeah, in the tummy. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> and it's just about, you know, also being active. That always, I've always felt that just playing a game of a five-a-side soccer or something like that, I always feel in the best mood afterwards. Like yeah. Paula said, the eating well as well. Because a lot of the time you can get into a bit of a study routine and fast food is just there, Uber eats everything. You're like, no, I'm just going <laughs> to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, no, I don't have time to make food. But actually, even the process of just making food is yeah, so, yeah. It's so, rewar- it's so rewarding and refreshing. And one thing that's really also been great for me this year is staying in a commune. Um, we cook dinner for each other from Monday mm-hmm. to Thursday. And that period of eating dinner with other people, yeah. it, be it 45 minutes of just having a chat, you know, going through how was your day and so on, something a bit different. That always has seemed to lift my spirit. So it's just about, for me, enjoying the smaller pre- pleasures that I've always, I always have. And remember, like Paul, and like Paula said, remembering why am I doing this, you know, yeah. the bigger picture. And then. But I think, I mean, thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's so incredible to be able to get a view into your life and into, you know, how things are for you. And we all come from such different backgrounds. Um, and just to know that like no matter, like you've made it this far. And I think that's, it's, it's a generalized feeling that we, a lot of medical, medical students feel. Like, I mean, I, I didn't, um, apply for medicine coming out of high school. I only came through the BSc program. And also, like, you also feel a huge sense of imposter syndrome because you're just like, am I worthy? Like, am I good enough? But you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I made it this far. I'm worthy. I'm good enough. And I'm doing exactly. pretty well for myself. So give yourself a tap on the back for that, you know? Yeah. Once in a while, we always have to say, well done. Just say well done to yourself. Yeah. Well, the smallest thing, just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten this far. It is about being kind to yourself. It's very important. We're, we're so hard on ourselves, especially with what we study and being used to doing so well. And then, it's, I mean, one test or something and you can, take that out on yourself and what what does it matter i mean you are literally just breaking yourself down you should rather just take it as it comes learn your lesson i think it's difficult because medicine can also as i said it can hand it to you so there can be like where you put in a lot of effort for a long time and then you're not always seeing the results Mm -hmm. but that's like got a lot to do with the nature of how the degree is set up how they test you like that's just a whole nother conversation but it is difficult um and i think at the end of the day you just have to as you said, just remind yourself, like, you know what? It's okay. Take it in its stride one day at a time. Eventually, I'll get there and I'll be the doctor that I'm meant to be. Timba, you spoke about um, the the dinner that you make or the, the commune you stay in. We, Timba and I stay in the same commune for all our listeners. <laughs> um, but basically, the, this dinner we have each night, so it's it's kind of like um, a surrogate family, to be exactly. honest. It's, and... Um, what I'm getting at is like having a support structure is absolutely vital towards your success in med school. So, Paula, would you mind telling us a bit about your support structures that you have in place when things seem to get too much? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the, the classic cliches. So I have my family and I have my friends um, and I have my faith. Yeah, and and a significant other, which also helps <laughs> a lot. They have a lot. <laughs> Um, Can't relate to much. <laughs> send a shout out to Babel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Um, and yeah, like, like Timber said, I think you really have to prioritize your support structure. So as much as that they're there to help you, you also have to be open to letting them help you, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm. So it's very easy to get so caught up. And like you guys were saying now with the lockdown, we go, we're, we're very fortunate enough to live on a plot. So we have a lot of space to go for walks with the dogs. And literally like my dad is a machine. Like every hour he's like, it's walk time. <laughs> <laughs> and like often you get into a space where you're just like, I need to work, like I need to finish this, we can't go now. And then, but I've got to a point where I'm like, no, it's fine, we stop. It literally takes 10 minutes to go for a walk and come back. And it's, you feel refreshed, you feel better, and you don't get trapped in that vicious, like dark mm-hmm. circle of. Need to just, study, yeah. need to consume yeah. work. And that, fe- that <laughs> feeling of absolute guilt, like when you, when you, mm. yeah, because we don't always talk about that, but you feel very guilty sometimes. Yeah. And like I actually wanted to say now which, what you guys are speaking about in terms of coming into medicine and, and like I think everyone goes through the same, I mean, practically on a daily basis. It's like, mm-hmm. am I good enough? Like, mm-hmm. what if like you're not actually meant to be here? What if like, you know, I just want to say like, ugh, everyone's heard this before, but I think it needs to be said and reminded because I think this culture of like medicine being a constant competition probably won't go away. But something that um, my friends and I often have to remind each other of is that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And like, I think a big thing is realizing that at the end of the day, it's great to achieve. It's great to be a cum laude at the end of the degree. But what does that actually matter in the bigger scheme of things? Like, If you're so unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, and also doesn't matter at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like as long as you are putting in that effort and you know that you have the skills to help people no matter what a piece of paper says, I think that's important. And yeah, yeah. can't take away the yeah. passion in our yeah. hearts to help people yeah. as much as I think, exactly. you know, and I think one thing that we should definitely highlight is that you should never you should always be grateful for the support that you have because Mm. it's honestly it's so critical because I know I would not make it through medicine without the support that I have and I'm very 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 blessed and lucky to have a family that does support me not everyone does and I think it's like understanding your privilege in those aspects or understanding the privilege that you have to have the friends that you have to be there to support you um, because some people don't have that and honestly my heart bleeds and breaks for them Mm. I really so, like what you said, Paula. The comparison is a thief of joy. No, it's it's yes, and it's yes. true. At the end of the day, the only person that you should basically be competing um, with is yourself. You need yeah. to, but in a healthy manner. In a healthy manner, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it can get toxic. It can definitely mm. yeah, get toxic. Definitely. But I think it's as I was saying earlier. It's the nature of who we essentially are. We came out of high school. We were the most competitive people in high school. It's Damn like type A person. Literally, yeah. like, we're a breed. <laughs> swarm of us. Just yeah. Honestly. Every, and every then, look. We're and not good together. No. <laughs> no. And, and, and that's the worst thing is because the com- competition, I, I haven't felt it get nasty, thankfully, mm-hmm. because I think of the friend group that I'm surrounded with mm-hmm. and the people I'm surrounded with, but it, it can lead to a place where it does get nasty. Um, and mm-hmm. that's just, it's just too toxic. So I think it's mm-hmm. once again, just taking a step back and not measuring your worth to your marks. So Timber, take us through a given week of yours with your usual clinical rotation and class and just 
tell us about some of the things that you do other than medicine in the week. Yeah, well, uh, it's been a while since all this lockdown and stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So, country, it's almost can't remember life before <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. Um, but Debbie, I think if I can think back to a more exciting week than the usual when you're not. There's no impending test on a Friday and mm. the stress isn't killing when you. When does that ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks um, for a good weekend. It does. Mm. Exactly. But uh, one of the things we have been doing this year was playing indoor football, which I enjoyed quite a lot. We were playing on Tuesday or Wednesday, I mm-hmm. think. That was quite enjoyable. Just always nice. And it's a nice time to catch up with other people you wouldn't usually see. So guys yeah. in uh, younger years and stuff like that. So that was quite enjoyable. And then just normal stuff, you know, tending to our herb garden. Oh, <laughs> yes, they have a herb garden. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, having those dinners that we do. So sometimes when it's my turn to cook, you know, doing that, playing darts. Yeah, we have a we have way too much sports equipment there by where we stay. <laughs> so uh, it's a nice way of procrastinating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel as guilty as after playing some sport than being on Instagram for two hours running through meaningless memes. But. Yeah, you always excuse it because you're like, at least I'm being healthy and being active. There we go. At the end of the day, it does feel productive doing yeah. something active. <laughs> that's yeah. waste your time a bit. And yeah, usually um, on the weekend, I think we'll get together, hang out, some of the some of the mates, you know, stuff like mm. that. Um, again, you know, we don't have that much free time in between rotations and class yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when we do, we try and make the most of it and see what yeah. we can do. We've done some, you know, the, and the area we stay in is quite nice for walking. You can also go and walk around That's there. That's nice. Mm. Yeah, Beautiful just, streets. Yeah. Just kind of escape, you know, escape that, mm-hmm. that is medicine. But I think it is like, it is important to definitely block out time. So as you say, you block out your Friday. For me personally, I block out my every uh, second Saturday morning and that's when I'll go and like um, do one of my my habits, not my habits. What do you call it? <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's not so sketchy, my habits. Crazy ones, no, I'm kidding. My hobbies. Um, and it's just kind of to remind you that the world is bigger than you and the world is bigger than your medicine bubble because I think sometimes mm. you're so integrated into it that you forget that there's a whole other life happening. Yeah, you just yeah. you just have to it's a cliche thing to say, but I guess I have to say you have to find time to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm. like Paula was discussing about her support structures. Um you need to make time for these people as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because as much as they support you you need to support them as well. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very fortunate that I get to stay with f- five of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's also quite nice that I have that instantaneous support right there and the breakaway. So you kind of always have someone that will want to do something with you. So you say, yeah. hey, how about you go do this? And then, and then they the, jump on the train with you. Mm-hmm. And they're very easily hyped. As <laughs> <laughs> If you can hear Joey, then, yeah, you then know. you'll know. <laughs> don't need a lot of excuse to <laughs> <laughs> so they always want to hop aboard and do something but, but it's also nice to have someone that understands mm-hmm. because I think that's another thing like I know I come home some days and I'm literally like forbidden to talk about what I've seen today at the dinner table because it's too tragic like mm-hmm. it is too tragic and you need you need to have that space to debrief and you need people to debrief with so once again to have those friends that are also going through this with you 
um, definitely has its pros. That's why yeah. I would recommend carpooling on the way back from hospital. It's always <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think just from our side, we just want to say thank you guys so much for coming in today. Um, honestly, this has been a remarkable conversation. I think it's one that definitely needs to be heard and shouted from the hilltops for mm. every medical student to hear. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having us, guys. No, no, thank you for having us. The pleasure is only ours. It's been profound, insightful, and I feel like I'm learning so much by doing these podcasts. Yeah. That I just want to tell everyone, just go listen to it. I'm st- you can block out my annoying voice, but <laughs> there's some really interesting points that are being made here. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you so much to our dear listeners. We really, really appreciate the time that you guys also take to listen to this content. We hope it's helpful. We hope it's informative. Um, if you have any questions, queries, compliments, just drop us Criticism. a message. Criticisms. <laughs> drop us a message. Um, let us know how you feel and let us know if we can help you. Thanks, guys. That's all from us. Bye. That's us. Bye.